welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin. And Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're talking about what to do when New Year, New Me wears off. Before we do that, though, let's talk about propertyaccess.io. Guys, the days of pulling a list and mailing to everyone only to waste time on bad properties is over. With our help, you can spend more time working on deals you know you want to purchase because we're going to take your data, we're going to break down uh, each parcel into four boxes of access that you can decide your risk tolerance, who you mail to, and what you're willing to offer. So go check it out at propertyaccess.io. Happy Friday, sir. Hey, happy Friday. You know the good thing about the property access side, you know, our partner Jeremy in this, he's a developer amongst developers. He is blows, I think, I always look at you as my tech guy. And then hearing the stuff him and our developer talk about on the back end, seeing their stuff, I'm like, holy crap, they are so much smarter than me with technology that I, I don't even know what half the shit they're referring to, but I feel smarter by reading the, the messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like a first-year analyst kind of guy, and they're like senior 10-plus, 15-year-plus <laughs> people. I don't even know what they're talking about. But even more so when Jeremy and Ryan from Price get together, I might as well just like – Leave the room, you know. I, I know what I'm good at, and it is not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the way that their mind works, too, they're, like, thinking through things. Just like, like you would expect someone to have done who's been doing this for a long time, yeah. Um, it's cool to see that they know it, but it's also, like, you might as well be speaking German or something because I have no idea what you're saying. Yeah, and I and I bring that up because we've been working on the back end of property access, implementing some new stuff to make the turnaround times even faster because the development team has been working on a, an app on the back end that lays underneath the tech stack of this product to make it even faster. So I'm uh, I'm glad to see that happening, and I, I think that it's uh, just one of those things like with Price, how they've updated. They just rolled out their new updates, which were just some of the, the data uh, analytics that they have now available just even better. And so I love that seeing the tech stack that we are doing with Property Access I.O. is following their development path as well, just continually growing and getting better. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Just a, just a little plug for both, both Property Access I.O. Uh, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, I'm, I'm playing nurse, dad, mom, and everything else between, but that doesn't mean I'm not playing real estate investor. Yeah. And so yeah. it's... For people outside of, I'm going to say Texas, because I don't know what all, I don't, I haven't been watching the news, but at least the Metroplex, we've been iced in for four, four or five days now. Yeah. Uh, it's only like maybe an inch of ice, but you know, they closed down every single school and half the businesses and all that, right? It's like ice again all over again, except everyone has, we have to have power at least. Yeah, one of uh, I had a conference call to, or had a consultant call today, and he lost power two minutes before a call, lost all internet, so he had to cancel. He's like from his phone, "Hey, can we cancel and reschedule?" I said, "Yeah, just text me when you get back up and going." But you know, it's it's things like that that get thrown in your way. You know, you talked about New Year, New Me, and what happens when that wears off. You know, a lot of times we think, you know, just the external stuff is I'm not getting a deal, people aren't responding to the mail, but there's also little life adventures that happen that take away from that New Year, New Me motivation that you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially, and I, 
I don't know if it's where you're going with this, but like it's that time, right? And it's only one month into the new year, but mm-hmm. new year, new me can start in like December, right? Beginning yeah. of December, right? People mm-hmm. who are trying to avoid it, but that stuff eventually wears off. And it's about that time frame, four to eight weeks where the excitement of something new and the realness of it kicks in. You're kind of like mm-hmm. start to lose motivation. And that question is, how do you stay in it so that you, mm-hmm. your new year, new me goals get accomplished? Yeah. That's a, it's a great, it's a great one. And so I, I was reading, I see this video pop up from time to time. It has Joe Rogan on it and he's, it's a message from David Goggins to him on his birthday. I don't know if you've read it and it's talking about, I hope you get up and you're not sitting there. Yeah. Sitting there being a little bitch, you know, cause that's your inner bitch. Don't be feeding your inner bitch, Joe, get up and do the stuff. And he's exactly right. Like, and and while I'm not going to say it as coarse as that, I'm going to say that there, it, there's a discipline piece to this that has to happen. Now, motivation will get you so far, but what's going to get you, all the way to the finish line is being consistent and being disciplined on your consistency. And so whether that's the little wins and everybody talked about making the bed in the morning, you know, you get up and you get your bed made. It's not making the bed that does it. It's the consistency and the discipline of doing that little step every day to get your day going. And that, and that could be anything like it's going to the gym. I don't, if I want to lose weight, I've got to be consistent in showing up and going to the gym every day. Every day's workout is not going to be the best workout ever. But it's the point of walking in that gym every day that you flip the switch and you understand, okay, I've got to do at least these six exercises. I've got to do 10 exercises. I've got to spend at least 20 minutes walking on this treadmill. I don't care that I fucking hate it, but I have to do it. And that's, and you, you, you hold no, um, you hold yourself, no, you make no excuses to yourself to do that. You have to fight that inner bitch when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. Beforehand, we were talking about the subject. I, it was something that I want to talk about because I haven't seen it with, uh, you know, just people in general. And I didn't know the answer to it, right? Like, how mm-hmm. do you keep someone motivated? And I don't think mm-hmm. it's it's on us or it's on, like, the idea of staying motivated. Because when you mentioned discipline, I was like, God, really, that's just it, you know? Because mm-hmm. if you want it, you've got to put those steps in to when the newness fades out to keep mm-hmm. it going. And the only way to do that is discipline. Like, you, yeah. like I said, even if I hate this, I'm going to get up and I'm going to – I don't research a new county, price new counties, pull it. Yeah. I'm going to get the mail out. I'm going to answer the phone. I'm going to negotiate. I'm going to do whatever I have to do mm-hmm. right now until it becomes the norm and until it becomes like something I'm used to doing all the time. Yeah, I, I think that's I'm going to I'm going to separate it because we we have two different groups that we, we really spend a lot of time with. We have our our uh, guys that by the Flip blue, uh, the land flipping blueprint. I got tongue t- twisted, tied for a second. Uh, the the uh, land flipping blueprint. And we have the guys who do the masterclass, sub, the subdivide masterclass. And so we we get to talk to them. And both those guys are in di- and women are in different phases of their journeys. Um, you know, and sometimes the transition of success in the the land flipping blueprint doesn't transition quite over to the subdivide masterclass because it is a little bit more opportunistic because you're using a tool to to see that and guys will get hung up and we see this time and time again with like subdivide masterclass guys where it gets slow started because they focus and then they let the back end of the, their land flipping business kind of slow down a little bit. So, you know, I, I of the mindset in that is I spend a couple days just looking at or a couple hours in a day, just looking at deals for that are subdivide only. And then I run my regular business as well. And so I, I, but I'm always looking at my regular business to say, can I subdivide this and having that, that question there for me. And so that's how I became, mindset flipped where it was like, okay, I'm sending my mail, doing my business. And then if I see something that comes up, Hey, let's look at it. What can we do with this? Does it, does it make sense to cut it? And I think off our, our mailer in 
our 10,000 we sent out in December, we've got uh, four under contract, five under contract, um, and then one of those will become a split. And so out of that, you know, that one split was us asking, hey, what, what can I do with this? What would make it better? Well, this 20, it's 20.56 acres. This 20.56 acres would look a lot better as two tens. All I need is a subdivide because it's got this badass bluff on it, and I'm going to put two cabins on it. That's a that's a subdivide in my mind, but really it was just a, a deal that the person wanted a little bit more money than I would spend as a straight flip. I thought it was is we're buying it at 25, think it was worth 40, 45 pretty easily as, as at that size, but two tens, we're going to get the same 45,000 dollars for it. So now I made it a 90,000 dollar deal for 25 grand, and so that's not a you know, when you talk about how that discipline works or what that consistency looks like, that's not me saying, hey, every day I look at a thousand counties and I'm going to underwrite a thousand deals. It's, hey, I'm looking at what I have in front of me. And if they want too much money, it's just a step in my process. And now it's a not, it's a no brainer. They want 25. I think it's worth 15. Well, at 25, can I get to that value and make it make money for me? And what does that look like? And so that's a, a constant a mind switch for me that, that, you know, wasn't there two years ago. Yeah, well, I think that's the real beauty of the master class is that, yeah, you you learn how to subdivide and you become good at it, but it's in your normal land business beforehand, you wouldn't know exactly how to underwrite and look and see if it is a good subdivide opportunity. And now going forward forever, as long as you're doing this business, the these people, everybody involved will look at properties differently. Well, this doesn't work as a flip, but what if I do this? And now they know exactly how to do it and to know if it is a good deal. Where yeah, where I see things getting hard because I can I can totally see this with the masterclass guys is like we have a bunch of different ways that we help them or teach them or to get leads. And one of them is looking online and underwriting deals online, right? Mm-hmm. If you do that every single day, mm-hmm. month in month out, let's say you're at it two months now and you haven't found something, you're gonna lose motivation at that. Yeah, right? it's, it's just human nature. But I, I, I want to stop you with that thought real quick, and I'm and I, sorry to interrupt you because I want to ask a question on it. How many of those guys is, have set up the alerts in those counties that they work and understand what the price per acre is? Do you think most of them have and let it automatically feed to them? I think so, but um, I mean, I, you said you think so, so that's yeah. I, and I and, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lay on that because I know a lot of people that would say, yeah, 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 it's something I look at, you know, but they don't have it coming to it. Like I, I look at, I, I hang, I go out with Josh, and I, you know Josh well. We'll go hang out. His phone will go off two or three times while we're out there with a new property coming online, and he's looking at it in the counties that he knows well. So we know he he's made probably $2 million in Jack County, $2.5 million in Jack County profit. Every time a property hits it in Jack County, he gets a text on his phone, and he's looking at it. He's like, oh, shit, this one's, you know, they're wanting $4,000 an acre. Man, it would be a deal at three. Like, he already knows that. That's discipline, in my opinion. That's that's you getting to the point of having to manually go in and say, oh, this one looks okay. This one's, he just automatically knows that price, and that's his trigger. Then he takes it to the next step and says, "Okay, let's underwrite it." And so I, I would challenge anybody who's listening to this if that's what you're, if you're looking at all market deals and you don't have it automatically set up, you have it, you you set it up. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. There's also that part of like um, maybe it doesn't. Maybe you look at it though and you immediately know, well, that doesn't quite work. But then you go through the underwriting process and you say, well, it does work at this price. Maybe I should just make mm-hmm. the offer anyway because send it. Yeah. Because, I mean, Trevor's always talking about just make the offer because there's been multiple deals bought that were nowhere near what the asking price was. You don't yeah, know what one, you, that, you don't... one that you're about to get a check on. One that I'm about to get a check on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we bought that for, what, $500,000 less than what they were asking? Mm-hmm. And most people would never make that offer because they seem like 
see that like, well, that's 500 grand is a lot to ask off. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's been sitting a while yeah. and they're motivated, you know, it's, it's funny that we, we have these conversations and I, I'm going to add the, the second, I'm going to add another piece to this conversation because you, you sparked an idea when you, you mentioned you kind of brought up the masterclass there. And I, um, and I see this, not only that group, but with the, with the guys at consulting is they, they take a deal that falls apart and they take it hard and they, they waller in it, kind of just sit there and just let it melt all over them. And they just, they spend a day or two or three, you know, going, fuck, I really wanted that deal. You know, if they would have just done this or if they, if they would have done that, then there, there's got to be a point where you just say, you know what, fuck it, move on. Like, hey, the deal didn't work. Like I'm talking to you before this call, a deal that we're kind of working on. We had a verbal from the guy. We're ready to go. Money's raised. Bank's okay. We, we're waiting. We, all we have to do is get him to say okay to a 60-day due diligence period to make sure we can get the water to it because there's a water study that needs to be done. Not a big deal. Now he's like, ah, guys, I don't want to sell. Done, done, done. Not, not because of anything else. Fuck, yeah, we would have made a half million dollars off the deal. Fuck it. It's gone. What's my next day thing? I can't sit here all day and be upset about that. You saw you, you go, wait, what what are you doing? I ah deal fell apart. Fuck it. Let's move on. And so now it's compartmentalized and I'll may I may reach out in a week, may reach out in two and say, Hey, is there anything we can do to to work with you on this? Um but I it's it's not it's not in my best interest to sit here and just feel like, oh, woe is me. So yeah, well, being able, David, go ahead. Yeah, be, being able to emotionally disconnect like that from business is pretty crucial. I mean, because if you, if you look at something and you get so tied up and, well, I'll make half a million dollars, make half a million dollars, and then all of a sudden it just falls apart because the seller doesn't want to sell anymore, that can, that can definitely ruin your mojo for a couple of days. I I agree. I agree. But on the flip side is you, now you've spent two days in a lower energy space, a lower wavelength, that you aren't optimized looking at those next couple of deals. So I'd be, did you get the reps in you needed? Was the workout so shitty? Did you go to batting practice, develop a new bad, bad habit where you're dropping your elbow again? Because you, you want to play professional real estate guy or real estate investor. You got to act like that professional sometimes. You can't sit here and just be like David Goggins and let that inner bitch take over. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I, I hate that it comes to that. And I, I feel like an asshole for sounding like that. Like I really do. Like I feel like, like me looking outside of Justin listening to this is like this guy's a dickhead right now. Like I, I feel that, but at the same time, is I want you to keep moving. I want you to to look at that next deal. I want you to spend that hour and say, okay, hey, I'm going to look at these. I want you to say, okay, hey, what? You know what? This one, this mailer blanked, but I know that it works in numbers. We've seen it too many times. I mean, we proved it with Project Two. Said, hey, we're going to pick two new guys. Those guys will testify to it. Shit, one of them's in the subdivided masterclass now. He's about to hit a deal that's going to be a freaking home run. It's and you know so well, we got two guys in the master class, but Nick mm-hmm. and Kevin. But both those guys just continually show up. They do the work and they find these deals. And once you get in the groove and you get on a roll, it's crazy to me how that energy changes. Like you, you know, I, I think back to 2016, 2017, where I'd be freaked out if we didn't have a deal. Like I'd be like, oh shit. Or the the inverse, I would get so excited off getting a deal that I spent three thousand dollars on that was going to make seven. I'd be so excited in that four thousand dollar rip. Like it, it, that would excite me. I know you know those feelings too because you. We're at the same time, we're going through. Oh shit! I bought this property in Yuma, Arizona, and it's going to do this. I bought it for fifteen hundred bucks, and it's going to make three grand. It's exciting, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. There, now you move up. I think uh, this year the, in the in Q4, I spent forty nine thousand dollars in properties in a desert county. 
I have sold sixty thousand. I've gotten sixty thousand dollars back after closing costs and fees, and I still have ninety-five thousand dollars worth of properties that are in various parts of the market or about to go on. And it's it doesn't have to be about you know having these big multi-million-dollar deals. It's just consistently showing up and trying to buy a property for less than it's worth. And that's kind of where my my head goes on this. Is like if you simplify it, you don't get caught up in the extra shit that needs to happen. Oh, they just got to have this or I got to have that. Just get out there. Make the offers, buy properties that make sense for you to make money and, and keep moving forward. You, you, you can almost be dumb at it to be successful. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Keep uh, the final part too. keep moving forward, stay consistent, get up, do the reps, even when you don't want to. Mm-hmm. That's going to be those days you don't want to. Yeah. hundred percent. That might not just be a day, maybe a week. But, yeah. But you got to, I mean, you, you got to work through that slump. Like I, I've said this many times before, but that. Nothing is ever, and I can't see me right now, but my hand's going up and down, up and down. Like nothing is ever a straight line happiness or success all the, all the way, right? It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. And then, but over time, if you keep at it and you work on it and you look back, it, it may go up and down, but that trajectory, that, that arrow is going up. So yeah, I think that's how it works. I agreed 100%. I had something there I was going to ask you. Oh, speaking of staying disciplined and doing it, since you've been frozen in for four days, how's your macros going? <laughs> I'm I'm watching my macros, but I'm watching as I just put other stuff into my <laughs> into my body. <laughs> oh no! Oh um, no! Should I have been worried? Should I? I, I, saw, I think I saw you went to Hotbox on Saturday for breakfast. Should yeah, I have been worried the, when I no when I get, okay got the, pro, good. got the protein plate. Yep. I saw a picture of mac and cheese and like hash brown casserole all right in front of you, and I was like, did he do it? Did he not? I had a bite of the mac and cheese. I don't really like the the tater tot casserole. Um, but okay. the, my favorite thing there, which helps is the protein plate. Okay. Okay. So it's not like it was challenging there, but um, okay. yeah, he, you know, it's, I don't know if you remember back in the day, Lucas Emil at McDonald's will hook you up with like five pieces of meat. Yeah. And Matt, Matt did that with Presley. She ordered the kid's meal, but he put an adult sized chicken on it. She came to the table. Our eyes were like huge. And I'm thinking, boy, that was a waste. Cause she didn't even touch half. She wouldn't have touched half <laughs> the kids, but she did anyway. <laughs> Oh, no. I remember you said, Lucas, I remember he gave me a a double cheeseburger that had like seven patties on it one time. And he gave me like a six-piece nugget that had like 40 nuggets shoved in there, dude. I was so sick when I left. Yeah. uh, Yeah, that was a problem. But, you know, being all four of us trapped in the house, the kids were like, well, we need ice cream and root beer floats. We need all, you know, all, all this other stuff. But. No, guys, I've gained 20 pounds being with you. I'm trying to get up. I'm down. To, you're down. You should be down about 12 right now because you were down 10 last time I saw you. Well, if we were uh, not iced in, I would probably be down in that 10 to 15 range because it was falling off super quick just because I was yeah. so used to eating like shit for the last, I don't know, however many months. But, um, but yeah, I was, yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I've definitely got some work to do starting when, this, okay. when we get out of the house. So it's funny how these podcasts, not only for our listeners, they're for us sometimes too, is how to stay consistent and keep successful. And I was hoping you were going to tell me I've been staying consistent. I'm 15 pounds, go knocking on 20's door. And I, I was going to be like, hell yeah, but maybe we just needed a, a little motivation here just to get it going back. So I've been counting them and watching them, but it's just, it's, uh, I'm watching them, watching the macros go up over where they should be. <laughs> I, I get that. So when I got the kids locked in with me, I'm a stress eater. So I find myself in the pantry looking for all the sugar. Just like, yeah. and then I've had to do the grocery shopping and I haven't been in a grocery store in a long time. Uh, it's like went to push the cart to get groceries. 
And so I find myself like, oh, I haven't seen these before. So I've got some new breakfast bites. They're like egg, cheese, bacon and stuff by Jimmy Dean. They're like a frittata, I guess. Um, we got some little miniature cinnamon rolls. I love those things yesterday. So they'll be eaten by today. They'll be all gone. Luckily, my vice is junk food, not sugar. And so I can be around right. sugar all day and not even want to touch it. And since we're locked in the house, I can't get out to go have fast ah. food anywhere. Right. So yeah. it hasn't been that bad, really. Okay. Okay. Cool, man. So I, I think we, I think we've hit all the topics and made it, made it for ourselves as well. You know, I, 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 I think that there's a lot to say to, to stay motivated and keep moving. And while you, while it may come off kind of assholeish or dickishness is that you kind of have to be that way. You, you, you can't, uh, negotiate with yourself on that. While it's okay to take a day if you need it, you have to be, you're pretty firm on what you're going to do with that consistency of making that small step forward. doesn't have to be a big step. I'm not saying you got to jump buildings. I'm saying you got to continually lean forward and keep moving into it. And some days it's going to, you're going to run forward and some days it's going to be a half a step. That's okay, but it's still that forward momentum. Very good. Well, we'll leave it right there. Um, I just think okay, that is it guys. Just a favor as always go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, give us a like, follow, sub- <laughs> subscribe, and then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else listening, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you next time. See you guys.